Hey everyone, welcome to the front porch. I'm Brian Beaudry. Basically, the Plant and Hire Aid Alliance sent over. They've been working to help uh, Ukrainian refugees uh, from from their war with Russia. Yeah, they've basically been helping them pick up the pieces from what's kind of happened to their country over the past year or so. Anyway, Joan went with the Plant and Hire Aid Alliance to Slovakia, where there's a, a refugee camp, and brought materials and supplies there. Uh, and she's going to talk about her experience. If you want to help the Plant and Hire Aid Alliance, uh, you can visit aid-alliance.com. They're having a rapathon on 26th and 27th November, where they will be wrapping like 20,000 presents that have been provided. If you'd like to provide presents, you still can do that as well. Um, and the shipment is going to be loaded out and headed to, I believe, Slovakia as well on 12 December. So, so that's a pretty cool thing you, you can get involved in. Uh, otherwise, enjoy. Welcome to the Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. You recently went on a pretty big trip. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what happened last month with the Plant and Hire Aid Alliance? Oh, gosh, yes. So um, this all started from marketing. Um, so Sarah, our marketing manager here in the UK, she had a leaflet that came through from the Plant and Hire Aid Alliance saying that they wanted to um, send some boxes to um, Ukraine and would we like to take part? Um, so I contacted Jeremy uh, Fish, who was the um, organizer uh, of the whole event and said to him that we would like to get involved. And it just went from there really. Um, I was originally going, so there were 15 uh, vans that left the UK to take the trip to uh, Kasice in Slovakia to deliver the aid. Um, but Jeremy, he unfortunately had an accident in August and broke his leg. So he was unable to travel with the convoy. So um, I asked if I could go with him because then that enabled him to go as well. So that's how we went. So I flew out with him to Kosije and then we waited for the, well, the original plan was we was going to wait for the convoy and then help unload to the other vans to take the aid to Ukraine. Okay, so how, this seems like a thing where it's like, did you, just automatically volunteer or was this like a this seems like a Joan thing or how did this how did you get involved to, to start here? <laughs> I don't really know um I don't really know I just said to him that it would be something that um we at Point of Rental would, would, would like to get involved in um he said absolutely that this is and sent me the list of the items that they needed or, or were in need of um and then I asked globally if, if everybody would then like to participate um to which everybody did um it was just awesome absolutely awesome everybody sent donations into the uk um we started off thinking we we had 25 boxes but we ended up with 50 boxes of aids that that we sent to so Ipswich was the main um, depot to send all the, the boxes to and where the vans were then um, 
field to, to, to take across. Um, I don't know, that's just how it really did, did sort of start. Um, and then I just said, you know, I said to Jeremy, can I be part of the convoy? Because just, I just thought it would be awesome and an experience that I would never have again. Um, yeah. And he said, yes, and if he hadn't have broken his ankle, that's the way I would have gone. However, he did. But in hindsight, um, I was able to see something that I never thought in my lifetime I, I would have the privilege to see. Okay, so, uh, w well, what did you see, I guess? Yeah, so um, Andre, um, he is the gentleman in Slovakia that um, organizes all the aid that comes in to there to be distributed out through to Ukraine. Um, he was able to arrange um, for myself, Jeremy and him to go to a refugee camp um, and meet some of the refugees that were there to see the process that they have when they come over the border and what they go through. We were able to speak to some of the refugees as well. We had an interpreter with us um, and it was, I, I just spent the whole day crying. Um, I was useless um, to have empathy and to be humbled by what they went through or are going through is just uh, uh yeah yeah i was gonna say how, how do you even deal with that like i'm definitely uncomfortable around people that that like need help like obviously i i want to help but it's very uncomfortable hearing their stories how yeah. did you how did you go into um, that if i could have brought every person or every child with me on the plane home i think that would have been one of the things you, you don't really um whilst you have empathy you you're not in the situation that they're in so that that's the only way that that you can um appreciate what they're going through i think for me it was when we would say this is what we're doing and bringing aid their faces of gratitude and thanks was the one thing that you take away with you that, that that you do make a difference you it makes a massive difference to these people that have come across with absolutely nothing um i'll tell you one one story there was i was very privileged to speak to andre's andre's daughter and she was um she had come into the refuge she had come over and there was a lady that had brought in a little girl with her and she wore i was talking to the lady and 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 speaking to her and i said to her about the little girl i said how long have have you been at the camp for she said oh we've only just arrived but this isn't my daughter um somebody had taken her to the ukraine border because both her parents had been bombed and had died so she didn't have anything else and this lady had actually adopted her at the border and brought her over uh, uh, so you you know that's a bit i'm gonna get um emotional that's just ah uh, it, it's awful it, it, it to, to think that that's what um these people are facing with um for sure yeah Sorry. <clears throat> no, no problem. I mean, I, I <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, sort out. So, what was it like seeing some of the? Let's get to less uh, heartstringy things and more logistics. <laughs> logistics yeah. is what people want to hear about. Okay. Um, what was the most interesting part about like seeing the logistics of 
that entire convoy and did you play any part with with Jeremy or whatever in organizing all that or how did that all come about no he he organized everything he did all the logistics from um his ends in, in getting everybody over it was um, i mean and some of our customers were involved in that convoy as well and that was good because you have that you know they don't just see they did we they didn't just see us then as a supplier they saw us as the same as them um trying to do exactly the same aid as what they were doing um when you talk about um statistics if you where the refugee camp is based um they have two trains and between five and seven buses that will come in every day bringing refugees across now at the beginning there used to be two to four thousand there's now two to four hundred refugees a day um the way that it is organized is phenomenal um, they come in, there's four desks that will, um, each desk um, does a different role. So you'll have one for transportation, one for accommodation, one for food, and there's um, another table for a lawyer and a psychologist if, if they need it. They can then go to the next room where there's a canteen and everybody gets one hot meal per day. So at least they, they have something. They're then taken to, um, to to a container that will have anything from 10 to 15 beds um, and they're given somewhere to, to, to stay and then they try and find them somewhere else to go. Now, some of them wish to stay in Slovakia. They estimate over, if you take 400 people that come in in the day, there will be 65 of those that will stay in Slovakia. The rest then will will move out to, to, to Europe or, or wherever they want to go. But they do help them en route to, to wherever they want to go um, and help them sort of move through. Um, they don't like to keep them there any more than one or two nights just because of the movement that, that they have coming in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I imagine after like being there for, for a little while, you sort of feel like some compulsion to, to stay there for a little while. What was it like um, yeah, so coming, it, coming back? Um, it was really funny because Andre did ask me if I wanted to, to, to stay um, and sort of help because they have all nationalities um, coming in. Um, so they speak very good Ukrainian, Slovakian, um, and some other European. There's not many English people that that, that they have speaking there. Um, and I could have actually stayed. I could have stayed. You, you just feel this need to, or that you're not on a mission. That isn't probably that, but you feel the need to to do something to help. Um, so to come back, it. I want to. Um, let everybody know um, what I saw, what these people are, are going through. Um, and I think before I went, my idea was it was just um, they didn't have anywhere to stay or they didn't know what to do. It's far deeper than that. It's they've lost their identities. They've lost their homes. They've, you know, you've got women and children there that have no idea where their husbands are. Um, and they had a good life when they were in Ukraine and they have absolutely nothing now. Um, they don't know what the future faces. And I think 
that was the shock for me because I didn't really think of that part of it um, until I sp you speak to lots of people and that they all say the same. Um, and they really don't want anything for nothing. That They just need help. So, uh, yeah, I could have definitely stayed. Is Is there an opportunity for people that are interested to like volunteers still and, and go over there? Do you have any um, any links that I should throw into the description or something? Yeah, so anybody can can contact Andre. Um, uh, I, we'll share the links with anybody that, that wants to go over there, volunteer help or, or, or do, do, do whatever. Um, he will be, um, welcome you with open arms, absolutely. Um, so if anybody does, yes, please. Okay, and I also heard that there was a. Well, you mentioned in a in a workplace chat thing that we had about some type of uh, gift wrapping. Yes, extravaganza <laughs> going on this this month. So, so the idea was when we came back from uh, our visit that we um, or the plant and hire Aid Alliance would try and get um, twelve thousand presents for the children in Ukraine to have some kind of, of present at, at Christmas. Um, I had notification the other day that one company has donated 7,000. Um, we had a picture of what 9,000 looks like. And with all the other donations that seem to be coming in, it will be more 20,000 presents um, that we will have. However, these all have to be wrapped. Mm. So um, what um, I'm definitely going down for the weekend. Um, so it will take, I think, 150 people to do something like five hours of wrapping to get anywhere near um, where they need to be as the Arctic lorry leaves on the 12th of December to go back over to you. To, 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 to to deliver them to Ukraine. So yes, yeah, so that's what we're doing. We have presence in here. So, so that's starting um, as well that we can take down there. So it's quite exciting to think that people are just don donating presents, you know, yeah. it's phenomenal for these children. Yeah, and also, you know, if you're really good at rapping, then you can you can join Joan in, in rapping at a soon to soon to come weekend. Yeah. Is there anything else that uh, anyone listening to this needs to know about the basically the work that you have been doing with uh, Plant and Hire Aid Alliance or Ukrainian refugees in general? Um, oh gosh, I think that there will be a another um, trip over uh, as we did this one in. They're looking at spring in March. Um, to to do that if anybody anybody would like to help um uh, you know i would encourage anybody to do that um it, it the 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 feeling you get to, to to even make one small difference um i'm going to say when i um have been watching programs um and there's aid and we have over here comic relief and no you, you know etc etc and you'll get celebrities and they'll come and they'll say to you um just one 10 pounds can make such a big difference and you know and i'll be absolutely honest i've sat at home thinking yeah 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 i've got you know it but by going and seeing what 
I saw and listening, it so, so does, you, you know, um, we've given boxes here at, in the UK and from the US, our global team, boxes of wipes, which you think it's a wipe, but they don't have any. So when you've got young children or babies, that makes a massive, massive difference. So when anybody hears or sees anything that's going out that, you know, please, if you can get involved, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. Thank you, Joan, for joining me today. And thank everyone for listening. Uh, again, if you'd like to help out Plant and Hire Aid Alliance, you can visit their website at aid-alliance.com. You'll have, you'll be able to see all the cool stuff that they've done over the past year, as well as some of the future things coming up. Again, you have a rapathon uh, on 26 and 27 November. And they have a shipment of gifts going out to kids from Ukraine on 12th December. And there's also another, I believe there's another convoy going out early next year. So if you have stuff that you want to donate for that, uh, again, aid-alliance.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next month.